Greetings, all you fisher men, fisher women, fisher non-binary fishermen's friends. I'm not sure. I thought I had something there, and immediately was like, "This is very single-gendered." Anyway, this is Erico Blueberry. It's an unassuming Destiny podcast. My name is Chili Bin. Fisherman's friend, wrong. Fisherman's enemy, Mackie. Mm, okay, so we hate fishermen. Is that where we're at? Or do we hate fish? Because if we hate fish, we love the fisherman because he kills the fish. Fishermen, enemies to lovers. <laughs> ah, yes, fishermen the fishermen enemies to lovers pathway. Yeah, great. <laughs> uh, my favorite fish is a leather jacket, um, which is a real name of a type of fish because on the top of its head has a little spike. Little little horn, little spike that comes up, like it's facing forwards, it comes up going that way. Um, and if you want to do something really fucking cruel that when I was a child uh, I saw a friend's father do, you put a cork on that spike and you put it back in the water. Oh, bye. And it cannot go below the surface. And that's that's what you do if you hate fish. <laughs> Your friend's dad is now wanted in several states as a serial killer. Yeah, he's a fucking psycho. Um, <laughs> the fucking dark triad won in his brain that day. <laughs> tell me about it. It was not great. Anyway, um, we're here. There is a new Destiny season. There is a whole bunch of shit that has sort of dropped upon us in the last day or two. Um, we're going to get to that in a minute, but before we do... We've got to do like a little Guardian Games kind of wrap up, end of season, see where we got to situation. Um, you and I both managed to achieve champ, correct? Uh, we both got to the same point of 19 out of 20 to guild champ. Uh, the last one being the one, uh, the triumph called Going the Distance, which was just about banking medallions. I got to 464 out of 600. Yours, I think, was like 470 something. Literally right there, but this was like last night when I was also trying to clear off uh, challenges for Queensguard, um, which included doing the last Legend seasonal activity and Avalon on Legend. Um, I st- so I, I went into the weekend needing to do all three seasonal activities on Legend. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday is when I did them and then reset Wednesday. So right up to the wire. Um, And also last night, not last night, Tuesday night, the day before reset, uh, was when we got Legend Avalon done um, because that boss fight is fucked. Uh, But I got it and that's what matters. Um, What about you? Aside from champ, did you pick up anything else? title wise not really i haven't actually played a lot of destiny in the last couple of weeks i wouldn't call it destiny burnout but sometimes you hit a point where you're just like i could play destiny for a few hours tonight or watch a movie or just go to bed yeah the, the thing i kind of felt at the end of last season typically as far as my memory goes, 
we have the three-week event every season. This time is Guardian Games. There's usually a week or two after the event before the season ends. And that's where I would do like seasonal triumph, or seasonal title tidy up. But both of them finished at the same time. So it was like this double cram session I was doing over the last week of like, shit, I fully meant to do more of this as it went on. And I just didn't for whatever reason, call it playing too much Midnight Suns or uh, Tears of the Kingdom coming out or uh, I don't know, just doing other shit with my life. life. Um, yeah. <laughs> so there, there were definitely days where I was like, I don't want to play Destiny, can't be five. And there were other days where I was like, no, I'm actually playing something else. Um but yes, it meant that the last week was a little stressy and feeling like Destiny was a bit of homework. But a part of me is also like, well, I want to keep the streak alive of getting the seasonal titles uh, because I don't, I, can, I mean, I can look at the wall here. I haven't missed one since, what is that? Uh, yeah, the, whatever the first season was with Beyond Light, like, Maybe even even back to arrivals, I've managed to get them. Oh yeah, because um, there was some that I because like the the end of season of arrivals before um, the shadow keep or is it beyond light? Beyond light. I yeah, I think so yeah. because season of arrivals was the pyramids arriving, yeah. right? Um, yeah, arrivals was also like right before sunsetting, and that was when like a bunch of the old titles were still available, like Wayfarer and. Um, there's a whole there's a whole slew of them, um, so I got some of them that season as well. But yeah, streak is still alive, um, so that would put me at like I don't know twelve in a row or something at this point. I don't know, but I I'm annoyingly one of those sort of people that when I get a streak like that happening, I'm going to keep doing it as as much as it's like feasible. It's the reason why I'm going to guild Dredgen for the ninth time uh, this season. Uh, cause I have done it every season so far. Yeah. Yeah. Annoying. Uh, last bit of Guardian Games wrap up. We need to do a gun check. Who um, won Guardian Games, by the way? I just, Titans. cause I know it. Yeah. Titans won, but also I don't think we get anything for that. Other than the statue in the tower looks a bit different. Yeah. But still, it's fun. Yeah. A warlock yep. main and a titan main, so I always like to be like, so who won? And I think last year I was like, so who won again? Yeah. Either way, I win. Um, hey. Yeah. So let, let's do let's do the count of the title first because you and I both collected them. Um, I think I wrote mine down somewhere in here. Uh, mine was thirty eight of the title. Thirty two. Yeah, one on the board for Chile. <laughs> now tell me how many fucking Taraxipos you got. You first. No, I didn't keep them. Oh, well, I got 63. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, yeah. I knew you had a lot more. <laughs> so many masterworked ones, too. <laughs> yeah, you should break those down, homie. Get some enhancement cores and shit out of them. I would if I had room for more enhancement cores. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are going to have to clean your vault that out. That meme of how will I hold all these limes, but yeah. it's my warlock and enhancement yeah. cores. I mean, 
I can't remember if it was this like our show in the last couple of weeks or I was just talking to to someone in real life about this. Um, but I was getting so many like prisms and cores and shit out of Guardian Games that I literally pulled armor out of my vault and masterworked it and put it back just to put the yeah, Ascended was- Shard somewhere because <laughs> um, I don't want it getting lost to the Postmaster. But also it was, you know, exotics that I'm going to use this season because they've been reworked or buffed or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> felt a bit gross and I ran out of glimmer, which I haven't done in a long time. Oh uh, yeah. See, the thing is though, it's like, I hoard resources and then with the new vendor systems, it's like, oh shit, I need glimmer to buy more bounties. And then I just go and sell a bunch of city resources I won't use yeah. or buy a bunch of enhancement cores or uh, the enhancement module thingies. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so people make fun of me for hoarding resources, but who's laughing now? I mean, I'll be laughing when you're hoarding so much that you lose an exotic drop because the postmaster's full. Ah, uh, it is fine. It's not. And you're very It'll close to it happening. <laughs> it won't come back. That's the point. <laughs> I'll get another one. No. It's fine. I just don't want to talk to Wahoo. <laughs> He's fine. <laughs> no. <laughs> Look, I have... You can also, if, if you I've... really don't want to talk to Rahul, dismantle the fucking engrams. Don't even open them. <laughs> I have four slots for Prime still. It's fine. <laughs> Actual problem. Mm. All right. So that's end of season. That's end of Guardian Games. Um... Season of the Deep. Deep. It is upon us. The ocean. The ocean is real and we are in it. Um, Fart sea. Yes, the, the methane sea, as it were. Um, so, oh, where to start? Um, so initially it's like the classic load into a cutscene type joint. Uh, we encounter Sloan on Titan after a bit of running around. Um, Weirdly, she's initially just standing in the shadow and like, it looks like something's fucked up with her eyes. Um, And then she kind of steps out and in one of the images before the season, it looked like it was just her arm that was kind of the taken stuff. Like half gone. Yeah. It's like basically up to her like mid torso, everything below that is, you know, that taken effect on it. Um, and I think I'm interpreting this correctly. The way she described it is the the big leviathan, the giant fish whale thing in the tank. I'm just looking at is, my notes. Is doing that to her? That's like it being in her body. I'm not sure. Uh, or the the taken influence is in her, but her light is resisting it. Yeah, so, I, so I, got the, I got that bit a little confused. Via the help of Asa, which is the big whale's name. Asa Hola. Um, yep. She, I think she said that Asa and her light stopped the Taken Essence from consuming her. Yes. But she also believes that the Taken Essence might be what's helping her communicate with Asa. Because... Mm. I one-handed wrote notes as I was playing um, and then just kept all of my spelling mistakes in because 
Uh, why not? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be my notes if they made sense. Yeah. Uh, so I think I went witness still in the triangle. <laughs> yes. Um, witness, so this is the opening, yeah. <laughs> opening cutscene. Witness still in the triangle. Ao, what the fuck that thing do? It melted the Titan to the ship. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's right. It was because that, that was. Because it looks like a cursed thrall. It's like a shadow and its limbs are all twisted and then it cuts to it. And the fucking Titan is like melted to the ship. Yeah, it was. So Ew. I don't know if we've explained this properly. Like they have sent ships through the portal, I guess. To or try attempted and, to at well, the yeah, very least. Like, basically just let's drive into it and see what happens in the hopes of, I don't know, finding out what's on the other side of that thing. And then. The next shot is of a ship near the portal. I don't know if it's on this, the entrance or the exit side, but yeah, below the portal, you see the side of a ship with that Titan like fucking phased through it and got stuck. And um, the ghost is gone, so no resi. Yeah, yeah, but... It's dark. It's grim. Yeah, because like as it's fly- as they're flying into it, they're like kind of protecting their face, like oh my god, it's too bright or whatever. But I don't know if that then means they didn't go through and instead kind of went splat without entering it, or they. But if they went through, then how did that what other if- ship get through to find them where they ended up? What if they didn't go like through to the other side? They just went through the triangle and it didn't take them anywhere. It just fucked them up as they passed through. Yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's one of those things where if you try to jump through it, you just end up on the back end of it. Yeah. But if it allows you to enter, mm. that's where you end up with what's actually happening in there. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Well, yeah, it's grim. It's dark. You thought you thought them being charcuteried in the Ooh. expansion opening was fusing them to the shift and permanently yeah. mangling them? Yeah. That's, oh, even I was like, oh. But also, like... It's funny to me that the, t- the Titan that they showed was basically wearing, like, default Titan 101 armor, and that to me is, like, the equivalent of a Star Trek red shirt of, like, we're just throwing this generic Titan in here, default character creator says, here's what you get. Oops, Sending the rookies dead. in. Yeah, basically. <laughs> this is so funny. Uh, um, yeah, we, we, we are still in the territory of them having... Uh, recorded Zavala voice lines, um, mm. which, as you noted, and I will now, tough to hear. Um, this will become relevant later. Uh, just based on some stuff that happened, stuff that came out today. Um, yeah, and then we're going to find Sloan on Titan. Yeah, we got. Uh, I think I might communication have stuff from here, Sloan, and then. You kind of try. They they say, "Oh, ooh, Neptune back. Where it come from?" Yeah. Um, and the Titans back, and they were like, "Hey, yo!" So we thought she was dead because we had no clue what was happening to these planets when they disappeared. Yeah. So it's a surprise to hear from her again. Um, and just basically Sloane being like, "Hey, I have some intel. I have something here that's gonna help." And Zavala being like, look, we've got nothing to lose at this point. Let's yeah. give it a go. Yeah. And then also let's go get Sloane. Like she's she's a badass. Let's go get her back. And even like Saladin being like, yeah, she's tough as shit. Let's go get her. Yes. Um, and for her to still be alive, they're like, okay. Um, Crazy. 
basically you load in on the old Titan maps. Except it's all old, a like, bit like askew and broken Like it's been up. damaged yeah. and torn up a little bit. Uh, just a lot of running around. You hear Zivu Arath. Yeah, and like screaming. And like, yeah, a pretty forceful Zivu Arath. Like when when Zivu showed up in like Season of the Hunt and some stuff after that. It was like that, a whisper. Well, like it, was, it wasn't. It was, yeah, but it was also the kind of um, not soft spoken, but like, you know, a lower volume that is being used because they feel that they are in the the like authoritative position. They feel like they're winning. So they're speaking confidently. They're not yelling, but this is like full on. I'm screaming Screeching. at you. <laughs> I took some screenshots. Cause some of the things I was like, yo, Zivu dropping bars. Yeah. Uh, Zivu riding death core tracks. Oh yeah. One of the things she says is I am the hand around your throat. I am the last breath in your mouth. You cannot escape me. Bro, that's like a Polaris lyric. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Like, she's out here writing deathcore music. <laughs> I remember Sagira shattering. She was oh, worthy of death. Osiris one? was not. Fuck. Are you so fragile? Only for Saint to just be like, show your face. I will tear you apart yeah. myself. And he is screaming. Just like, bitch, it's on site. How dare you? Yeah, like he is furious which is not something that we've seen from yeah. saint in a long time but like i i had a similar just less reaction when she said that i was like oh no you didn't Oof. for me for me it was hearing saint angry mm. because you in um splicer all the splicer content he talks a lot about how that hate and anger is something that he actively had to kill yeah. And like bury within himself yeah. to consider himself worthy for Osiris and worthy for acceptance and forgiveness. Mm. And she's bringing that back out of him again. Yeah. Um, literally some of her lines start in screams in rage <laughs> in brackets. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Wait, they're screams in rage, screen. like rally around the family pocket full of shells. Yeah. Yeah. It's her new Triple J fucking like a virgin. Zivu Arath covering Rage. That'd be alright. Very niche Australian reference. Yeah. It'd be us and like um, Log Power Slave that fucking get that. Uh, yeah, so I screenshotted some of those because I was just like, shit. Zivu be spitting fire. Yeah. yeah. Just put gutturals on that I am the hand around your throat and just go for it. Yeah. Fucking amazing. I was yeah. like, I love their writing so much. They know how to paint a villain and mm. I love it. Um, so you do all that and then who is it? The drift, someone's like. The drifter fucking shows is up. That the, yeah, someone's like, is that the derelict? And yeah. he's pretty much like, sup fuckers. Yeah, what are <laughs> like, you doing? <laughs> they're like, go away. And he's like, nah. Sloan owes me a drink. And they're like, oh, just a drink, huh? I'm like, ooh. That's funny, on, funny little tell bits. Me, you mean to tell me the man whose ship is dragging behind it a giant ball of taken bullshit that he found <laughs> the lady that is now half taken and he wants to say yeah. hello? I just love the fact he just turns up and everyone's like, oh my God, go away. And he's like, nah. Bro, give her a minute. She's not ready. 
Right. Like, of course you're here, you She's fucking weirdo. Left, you idiot. Uh, my next note was all the actors are doing an amaz- amazing job. You can really feel the sense of urgency, rage, fear, etc. in these voice lines, which mm. they are. They're yeah. doing even Sloane's voice actors incredible. Um, Saint and Osiris's voice actors are great. Saladin's voice actor delivering the banter, but in just dry Saladin like um, wit in a while. Mm-hmm. In a whale, in a way. Whales. I read brain. the next line. Um, and then we get into the actual fun new stuff, like the diving and like, the yeah, ocean. Going, going in the fucking water, uh, which yeah. I historically said, I'm not about that. Uh, I don't I think. I do not want to go in the sea. Thank I, you. I think like my fear was more that they would try to portray it as like, here's this vast ocean that you're dropping into. But it's basically just like corridors and like relatively enclosed spaces you're just in water and moving as if you're in more in water yeah and it's it's contained within the context of oh we found sloan actually she's a she's 100 meters down in some sort of like yeah like in some sort of dive tank thing um and you've got to get down to her and the first time you go to dive you basically get crushed by the pressure and drift is like hey dummy gravity's a thing stupid Hey, dumbass. Methane <laughs> methane ocean's got lots of pressure. Yeah. I got something to help you out. Yeah. Basically gives you the the thing from uh the Phantom Menace that you jam in your mouth and you can breathe underwater. Yeah. Except it don't work too good. No, no. Essentially yeah, we've got this like new meter that shows up above where your buffs and shit th- show up. It's like starts It's like a, a pressure yeah, gauge. Pressure meter like starts it fills up or it goes down. It goes down, starts. I think. It starts full and then goes down and yeah. then you go through these big bubbles to top it back up. Yeah. The nice thing that I've discovered uh, is that those bubbles are not a one-time use thing. Yeah, they respawn, um, which is good. Because, yeah, one, one of the missions that we'll, we'll get to speaking about in a minute, I was looking around trying to figure out how to get through a door and I was like, fuck, I'm about to die. Oh, wait, the bubble's back. And I can just go, uh, breathe. Yeah. Thank you. But, yeah, it's um, it's an interesting mechanic because, like, I think if it was just a case of, hey, you're in the water, you can't double jump, you move slow, that would be kind of, that would get pretty boring, I feel like. It would be like just frustrating for no apparent reason, but by putting this extra mechanic in there, it gives you something to do on the way. And to be clear, it's not like, here's this giant thing you're doing while you're underwater. It's basically just you're moving between two locations. It's this short thing of like, you go down this tunnel, you go horizontal this way, you turn through a door, you go up this bit, and, like, you're done. Um, and that's as much as it seems to boil down to in everything that I've seen so far. Yeah, that's pretty much it from what I've experienced so far. Um, and then we find Sloane. Yes. And then yeah, this it is turns where her weird, out. Her weird eyes and shit kind of freak yeah. me uh, and then it turns out that the Leviathan is just a big whale. Yeah. It's a big whale, big space I whale. Mean, you say it's just a big whale, but like the hive have things that you could call just a big worm, but they are the cause for like insatiable bloodlust. Yeah. Um, um, and I the, put the in concept all of a, letters, I love big whale. Yes. The concept <laughs> of big whale or a Leviathan is like these beings of immense power. Big whale. Yeah. Big whale. Big whale, and her name is Asa. Yes, A H S A, I believe. Yeah. Uh, we discover through Sloane that 
my words, big whale is another species, question mark. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like the witness wiped out her species, which is why she's like, Ayo, fuck that guy. I want to murder him. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is nice. I would like to learn more lore about Asa. I'm invested now. She's not a worm, so I care. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, you... After weeks of being like, fuck the Leviathan, I'm like, actually, I really like her. Yes. Uh, based on what I know of where you're up to, there is still some stuff this week for you to see that will uh, tickle that part of your brain. Oh, yes. I love big whales. Yes. Yes. I'm afraid to fall in love with Arsa because last time I fell in love with a character, they went, guess the fuck what, Mekki, bye. Yeah. Um, so I'm afraid to like the whale. Yes. Oh, this is a whale. I don't want the whale to die. Um, so yeah, you don't really get much other than she's, you don't even really get to see her in full. It's more of a shadow. No, you, I mean, she's you, whale shaped. You can get right up to that window and kind of see the full shape of uh, her head. The front half of her. But she's definitely whale shaped. But also huge. Like the amount yeah. that you can see is pretty big. <laughs> is it calling her the Leviathan and she rocks off and she's like, <laughs> a tiny little fish. It's like an Ant-Man I'd situation, just like die. gets huge instantly. <laughs> um, That all happens and then basically it's the usual meet in the helm. Yeah. And we get a new section of the helm. We do. Called the sonar substation, which I'm a huge fan of because it's full of plants and yeah. Fish tanks and stuff. Yeah. I think it's really cute. I don't know if you've looked in the, the fish tank around the outside of that room when you first walk in, but there's things like uh, the Nezarek jars, um, previous like uh, seasonal artifacts. There's like random little knickknacks in there. There's a callous bobblehead in the water, like sitting in there somewhere. We're just going to use these to decorate the aquarium. Yeah. Give the fish somewhere to hide. Exactly. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So go and have a go and have a close look at that fish tank when you, when you next go to the uh, to the helm. Um, but yeah, it's also you go around the corner and then there's a portal which takes you back to where Sloane is in that station on Titan. Yeah, which is kind of interesting. It's, it's like good. you're in this like spaceship and it's like go through a portal. You're on a fucking planet somewhere. Yeah, back to go see Asa. Mm. Bye, mm-hmm. big mm-hmm. whale. Just gonna go um, hang out. And then who was it? Is it Drifter who delivered? No. Yes. No. Yes. Someone is like, hey, so turns out Titan has a psionic presence in it, much like what we saw on the Leviathan, uh, the, um, yeah, the Leviathan, Callus' hmm. ship. Oh, And yeah. the uh, Presage mission. Glycon. That's Glycon, that's it. Yeah. Um. Which is basically just, I was like, oh, egregore in the ocean. Yep. Um, and they're like, it's growing like coral down there. I'm like, oh, that's fun. That's cute. That's yeah. scary. You don't like that. Which yeah. I thought was interesting. They're like, hey, we can harvest this to help us. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. But we need golden age tech to do it. Welcome to the Titan Arcology. Yeah. Which is now underwater. Right? Yes. Yeah. No, parts, of it, parts yeah. of it, yeah. So, yeah, that, that's where it kind of funnels you into the various seasonal activities. We've got a salvage, which is a six-person match-made activity um, where you're kind of going underwater to grab stuff. 
and then there's yeah. uh, the- underwater defend some points for a little bit and then you're basically clearing out waves of ads in different areas yeah and then you go and do a three-person matchmade activity called a deep dive which is kind of the same concept <laughs> you go underwater you clear some enemies you get some stuff yeah <laughs> i'm being incredibly reductive there's more to it than that but that is largely how it boils down um interestingly so we've got like seasonal challenges which we've had for ages there's a new section called seasonal bonuses that I didn't know were coming. I must have missed this. Um, but there is, it basically just is a list of 10 and they can change the loot that you get at the end of seasonal activities. Like at the end of a deep dive, I think I opened a tier two chest um, based on the bonuses that I'd unlocked. So I need to look at that more closely and work out what the fuck is happening there. But that was cool because it was like, a bunch of stuff popped off. I was like, oh, these, this is a lot of seasonal challenges to get after doing two things. Oh, no, wait, it's this other menu entirely where I'm getting some stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very interesting new bits and pieces. As Did you, before you go into the salvage, have you noticed Arsa's gifts? Yeah, those are sick. Yeah. Those are so Fucking good. Fucking spit wads just hanging out. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you, you have a, you basically load into the, the loading zone for Gambit and there are uh, two, oh no, it's the actual bit where Sloan is, sorry, in the um, underwater station. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's these two like floating kind of crystal things and you get to choose one of two buffs to get for the entire mission. Then the ones that I can remember were like... Kinetic. It, yeah, like kinetic something. damage boost or precision damage boost. And it's like th- 10 to 13% or like something in that range. So, like, it's not nothing. And you just get that for the whole run. And then I yeah. had one that I did earlier where you get those two, cho- you get those two to choose from at the start. But then before you go into the boss, you pick up, there's a single one and you pick that up. And it's like extra mini boss damage. Um, that might have been on a, on a deep dive or something. But yeah, very. Interesting little additions. I like that. A little gloobies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yes. Destiny is a silly game. Did you, I haven't gotten to do this yet, oh, so but, I'd like to hear all about it. But because... you've looked at the image that I posted? Yeah. Cool. So we can talk about fishing. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you get like a little bit further into the week one seasonal story stuff. And then eventually, I think it might be when you finish, you get a prompt to go talk to Hawthorne and eventually like basically just gives you fishing equipment. Um, You have to then go and like get a bunch of bait, which you get by doing patrols or playlist activities or um, there's like five or six things and you can get a whole bunch of it very quickly. It's fine. Um, you can hold up to 500 and you use one to go fishing. It makes sense. Um, and then you follow that quest line through and it shows you where all the fishing spots are. And then you just go fucking fish. And I did this for like half an hour. It was actually so good. Um, I'm so excited to go fishing. It is both the most simple fishing game I've ever played and the most satisfying. Um, you push a button to use a bait to put your line in. And then when it kind of like gives you the indicator, you push that same button to pull it out again. And if you time it right, you get a perfect catch. And you can catch, I have yet to, but you can catch exotic fish. Uh, And then you fill up your box or whatever and you take it to the helm and you put them in the fish tank. 
That's I, it. <laughs> I love that. So I good. do. I honestly love these little side things that they're doing and planning to continue oh. to do. Because it's like the story is getting so heavy that yeah. it's like, where do you put like these jovial, silly little elements? Yeah. You can't put them in the story. No. So why not make them a mini game? And like, like every other MMO has a fishing mini game. Every RPG yeah. eventually <laughs> has a fishing mini game. And this one has a merch store where soon you'll be able to buy a Destiny branded fishing hat or a thing that I looks like that. a fishing hat. I don't know if it will actually Did be functional. Did I not? I don't know if I sent it directly to you or I put it in the group. Ch- oh, oh, no, no, it's, it's, fully, it's fully in our show notes. Um, I'll no, scroll I back put, up. Um, I put something that said if they don't release a fishing hat this season, they're missing out uh, or something like that. You can that. literally scroll up in our show notes channel where, where you've posted the season of the deep launch trailer. And with that, you posted, and I quote, if Bungie doesn't drop a fisherman's hat or cap for merch this season, I'm rioting. <laughs> <laughs> you will live another day, Bungie. <laughs> oh, it's, it's very good. But yes, fishing is there. Um, there are some very good fish names. Um, it's pretty entertaining. Um, oh, man, I'm going to charge through the rest of the stuff tonight so I can just crack a beer and just fish all tomorrow yeah. night after work. Yeah, and we can just listen to Bill Murray music while we fish. <laughs> I feel like that would actually be sick. <laughs> um, just my deathcore playlist while fishing. <laughs> um, yeah, so in terms of other story stuff from this week um i mean you're pretty close to doing it are you okay with getting it spoiled oh good wish spoilers okay um so where you're up to you're about to do a deep dive for the first time except it's called operation thunderbolt which for you at home before this show i googled that phrase and it turns (laughs) Uh out that was in the 1976, I think it was. Uh, the Israeli Defense Force went into uh, somewhere in Uganda, and it was not a good time for anyone. Um, so I had to update that Google search to be Operation Thunderbolt Destiny 2 uh, to remind myself what it was. But yes, it's a deep dive, um, which we spoke about before. Um, if you remember the boss from the Warden of Nothing strike, the giant servitor that shoots the flame and the beam... That is kind of the thing you fight at the end of it. Um, it's pretty straightforward. Yes. I died to that mission and then went to bed. Okay. So cool. I have played some of okay. that mission. I so just haven't completed it yet. Um, yeah. And then, so that that is you going to collect the Egregore Coral, which you then take to Sloane, and Sloane uses it to commune with Asa. That is what it's for. Oh, big it's whale. for establishing that, that link. Uh, it's more that the voice of Asa comes out through Sloane. Uh, I'll, I'll leave you with that. <laughs> it's very good. I just, for some reason, my brain went Dory from Finding Nemo. It's just Sloane going, oh. That would be so, like. <laughs> she speaks whale. <laughs> like, like Sloane thinks that's what's happening, but it's just her convincing herself and just like making it up what, what she thinks it would sound like. It's like, I'm a big whale. Yeah, but they play it off like a serious moment. <laughs> Hello, God, you. Someone feed me Egregore. <laughs> Dinky coral time. <laughs> <laughs> just like a slide whistle. It's like, boo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
shit. Um, yeah, so that is kind of the extent of the this week's seasonal story bits. Um, I've probably yes. missed some stuff along the way, but the other thing that has dropped with this season is a way, like you can go and get a new strand aspect. There's a bit of a quest to getting to that point. Um, it gets a little tedious. You're basically going between, I think, three locations on Neo Muna. Um, there's like, you remember the like um, scene of the splice of the big Vex thing and you collapse it and it makes a hole. It's basically killing enough Vex to make that thing pop, but not actually going to a hole. You're just like killing the Vex around it. But there's a oh, lot okay. of them, and doing it by yourself, it takes a while. Um, oh. It's not that they're challenging. It's LFG, just, that one. Yeah, I mean, we, it, we can pretty much turn the brain off and, like, take two or three of us in there and do it. It'll be fine. But I did that by myself. I was like, man, doing this once was okay. Having to do it three times is kind of rough. Um, but anyway, you do it once. You get your strained aspect. You're done. But... Um, you, you do those three and then you go back into the facility where the veil is because the mission is called Parting the Veil. Ooh. And this is where I think my theory about their storytelling surrounding the veil is starting to get proven true, that they are going to drip feed this over the course of the seasons throughout the year because it is such a mysterious and important, apparently, element in the universe. Um, so you go into the facility where the veil is, you fight a tormentor, you do a whole bunch of stuff. But before you get to that fight, uh, you find an audio log from, uh, where's the name? Uh, Chioma Essi, spelled E-S-I. Part of like an area in Neomuna is named for Essi. I think it's Essi Terminal or something. Um, and there's some kind of talk about like Maya, referring to Maya Sundaresh. You know, these are people that are founders of Neo Muna. Bunch of important information that they might have to share. And I think it's I, I think it's Strider. Um, is it Strider? No, Nimbus. Cloud Strider, Nimbus. Uh chimes in and says, like, holy shit, that's Essie's voice. That's like hearing in their world like a god or a legend speak. Um but yeah, they're talking about some kind of early events and the line that I that I quoted out was Maya was right about everything. The cult, the end, how we'll survive. There's nothing there to tell me what that line refers to. Um, I'm not sure of the cult that they might be referring to unless it's future war cult. Um, I think Maya... But that'd Sundaresh, be too on the nose. Well, I, I think Maya Sundaresh was tied up in the founding of future war cult. Um but the, the phrase, how we'll survive, like, I don't know if that's referring to the Exodus ship that they took to Neptune to found Neo Muna, or if it's talking about, like, people as a whole, how we'll survive. Um, and that's kind of where it cuts off. And at the end of the mission, it's basically another one of the check-in next week to find more. You know, it's like uh, you're talking to, I think, um, Osiris throughout this over the comms and he's basically like yeah there is more here but it's encrypted and this vex algorithm is constantly adapting and encrypting more of it that kind of classic classic destiny shit um so yeah i think we're going to get little little teasers every week about learning a bit more about the veil maybe maybe 
the next two seasons that we've got coming this year will have like bigger pieces about the veil included in them. Um, but it just got all my little all my little brainworms firing. I was like, oh yes, yes, this is me going sicko mode. Let's get it. Let's have some yeah. story, please. Uh, something interesting I noted, you noted that I found interesting. Well, that's a hard man. Yeah. Uh, Savathun stole the veil from the witness, which I think we suspected because yes. Osiris always hinted that Savathun had yeah. planted that knowledge in yeah, him. Yeah, sorry, I fully skipped over my own notes. I think, yeah, the I think that was mentioned during Lightfall of like Savathun put the veil here, no one knows why, blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, it's basically Osiris confirming that of like, yeah, Savathun stole the veil from the witness and left it on the Omuna for the Ishtar Collective to find, not what some thought that the Ishtar Collective brought it with them to Neomuna and put it in this vault. Um, and I wonder if this is all leading at some point to Savathun coming back because body's still around, ghost's still around, still somehow relevant to things we are discovering now. Um... I think that could be very interesting. I don't know how you make that work. Even even retroactively. Man, fucking there's a reason Savathun is my favorite villain mm. at the moment and has been since um Witch Queen. Yeah. And it's because she's so well written. She's yeah. so deeply complicated and layered and they've done such a they did such a good job to flesh her out as one thing and then flip us on our head. Yeah. When you you have that oh my god moment of realizing that she'd also been manipulated. Yeah. And she's the god of deception and she fell for deception. Yeah. And then now we're starting to put pieces together of yeah, she was a disciple of the witness, but she figured out what he actually or they actually wanted yeah. and started to utilize their ability for deception back onto the witness uh-huh. and has been doing all this sneaky shit in the background that at the time and the context where given as guardians and as the Vanguard seemed malicious. Or, or you were just like, uh, who knows if she's even telling the truth about this. Yeah. Right? Like all, all those like, things are which point of like two truths, two lies. It's like, that's hard to figure out. But also it's like you you look back on that now and you're like, she wasn't forthcoming with us because she was still trying to play the witnesses game mm. and still trying to be like, hey, guardians, listen the fuck up. Please, for the love of God, just listen to what I'm saying yeah. by playing those those games. And it's just it's so interesting to mm. be like, it, at the time, it was like, oh, she's fucking with us. And then now with the context that we're being given in this expansion, it's like, no, she was trying to be like, hey, listen. Like, she was trying to plant the breadcrumbs. Yeah, so I and wonder... it's just so good. It, it's so well written. Yeah, it leads me to think, if they were to bring Savathun back, does she come back with a lot more honesty? And basically just like, look, I tried Deception, got played with the same game so here it is i'm just throwing that out the window you and i are going to talk straight to one another we're here to get rid of the witness then we'll deal with what we need to deal with 
I don't like it'd be it'd, it'd be a stretch because that's kind I'd of her love, whole nature, right? I'd love for that Kyle style one eighty, but like just her as a character, and then also the hive, hmm. just on principle, uh, self serving. So she's just going yeah, to use this as she's means kind of, to an end. She's kind and of survival it, right? is. She's kind of above that, like one focus aspect of yeah. war that the hive is kind of concerned with. But it's a means to an end. She wants to survive. She wants the universe to survive so she can continue to. Exactly. That that's that's what I think might be a big enough motivator of like, hey, you fully died here, homie. Maybe come back and just be a little more forthright with us, and then we'll figure it out. Yeah. I'm gonna go deal with this dog. I will be right back. Uh, so the dog did his usual dumb boy shit and got himself stuck in our bedroom again. Uh, <laughs> he was just screaming into the house. I was like, all right, fair enough, but also can you shut up? <laughs> help, help. Help, I'm yeah. trapped, by this, trapped by this piece of fucking plastic. Anyway, Sabathun, maybe she comes back. Yes. Maybe she's honest or more honest. I don't know. It'll be interesting. To be honest with you, I don't. <laughs> To be honest, um, to be honest with you, I, I don't think if she comes back, I don't want her to be like good. No, I'm not, you know I'm, I, mean? I'm not, I want I'm her to saying... continue to be untrue. Like, yeah, like I, 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 I don't her... think she'd come back and just be like part of the vanguard or like fully on our side. But at least like, hey, enemy of my enemy type thing. Like, we need to figure this out because it will destroy literally everything. Then we can go back to like, haha, funny, let's beat each other up times. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go sword logic over here. Bye. Yeah. But like, there is no space for sword logic if the universe doesn't exist or life doesn't exist. I mean, me another another means to an end is we get rid of Zivu and that's her siblings gone. Yes. Very true. But yeah, I, I would like her character to remain intact i don't want them to do a 180 yeah no on that one i i, like I would i would like that things. as well i'm just thinking through like the avenues by which she would be brought back and what that means like if the ghost resurrects her because what is the reason she is not getting resurrected now is, is it just that we have captured think- her body and kept it away I think so. Something something Ikora did has stopped Umaru from right. being able to res her. Yeah. I don't know if maybe that is Cabal light suppression tech or Yeah, it kind of rings a bell. Something. I have to go back but and look. I know Ikora was like, I'll handle the remains. I we've got ways now of stopping Umaru from resing her. Yeah. Um our theory was they did a uh they did a um, Transformers and just dumped her in the sea. <laughs> Put the concrete shoes I, on her dead body, just yoink, get out of here. Bin Laden her and threw her in the ocean. <laughs> Fuck. She's in the Pacific. Oh, my God. Yeah, maybe. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's, that's good. I like With that. all the Decepticons. <laughs> Oh my god, it's very hard for me to hear the term Decepticons because there was a New Zealand rap group called the Decepticons, but it was spelt with like K's instead of C's and shit. Ah, um, yes. Very, very hard to get that part out of my brain. Um, 
The Pacific Ocean just has a pile of villains in it and at this point. from New Zealand, from South Auckland. <laughs> um, okay. So, that's week one of our season of the deep. Kind of kind of done. Deep. Um, we've got some, a little bit of some pieces for the end, but let's talk about the PlayStation Showcase or whatever the fuck that event was called because we got a bunch of trailers and some shit that we need to talk about. Number one. Yes. We got a very brief. Marathon. No. No. Bef- Yay, before, Marathon. Before, before that, <laughs> the fucking teaser trailer for the final shape. I have some thoughts. <sighs> Same. So let's just very quickly describe it. Uh, we've got a Cora next to a campfire talking to someone who is then revealed to be none other than Cade. Um, but Ikora basically saying like, hey, we've done a bunch of shit. I wish you could have been there. Him saying, I wish I could have too. The landscape is that of like valleys and rivers. And then in the background, we see the big pink triangle that we now see on the front of the Traveler. Um, I have a lot of questions and thoughts about this very brief video. I... <laughs> I've had this conversation at least two or three times today with people at work that play and even in our like discord server. Um, my initial gut reaction was to be pissed that they are bringing Cade back um, purely from like a storytelling point of view. Like it is such a big swing to kill a major character um, and every other franchise I've seen in recent memory that does that find some way to bring them back and it just cheapens the entire choice to kill them in the first place right like what stakes or consequences even exist if they can't stay dead and people have speculated that it was actually because nathan fillion is too expensive but turns out he's back for this one so who gives a fuck or maybe that's that playstation money getting him in uh it doesn't matter they killed him right they killed his ghost they killed him how is he back is a big question. Um, there's no ghost to resurrect him. So what happened when he got killed? Was there some weird trick that he pulled because that was his nature? Um, un- un- unanswered open questions there. Where even the fuck is he? And this is where it gets to like thoughts of how characters get resurrected within Destiny, right? Like often it's a ghost bringing someone, well, br- using someone's body putting the light in it, but then they're a different person. But the way Ikora and Kate are speaking is very much like they know each other and have memories and familiarity. So it's not a, hey, I'm introducing you to who you were. It's a, you already know, because you are that person. So what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I have a couple of, like, theories? Sure, I'll take a it. F- much as a we few, don't like to speculate a, around here, this is ripe for it. Um, one of them is more just a ha-ha theory. Not a ha-ha theory, but like okay. what if. So the first one is, is, and they might have done this to trick us, but the first one is the triangle in the sky and then them being in a lush landscape makes me wonder if Ikora got in to the portal somehow. Well, I have to assume right yeah whatever's on the other Um, side of that portal is where they are yeah which is like it could also just be 
Destiny. Bungie being like, haha, turns out you can see it from all kinds of places, or actually you're still on Earth. You know, just some fuckery. Yeah, could be. Um, and maybe but also the, the line the line Cade says is like wherever here is. Yeah. So um, I don't know about that one. And that's where guardians who die end up. Yeah, I, I, ha- up, I had maybe that, it's I had that thought at some point. The other side for fallen guardians. Why is Ikora there? But also Ikora has her ghost. Yeah, Ikora has her ghost. Another thing. I thought about, and it was randomly because this afternoon I was like, I'm going to watch some movies this weekend. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to find some new movies and then rewatch some of my favorite movies. What if Ikora's having a Swiss army man moment? Hang on. And Kate, Kate's a hallucination. Oh, okay. Yeah, could be. She's ended up in the triangle, oh, the undulating Trivusi. If they show and this... Only to have slowly losing her only mind. To have this Cade actually just be a hallucination. A lot of people are going to get real mad. Yeah, <laughs> like Ikora, who is the stoic one who doesn't uh, disclose emotion, the pressure of it all, the guilt of sending Cade in, all of that. Uh-huh. She's slowly losing her mind inside the triangle. Yeah. That was my ha-ha theory. Yeah, like, that, what if... That, I think, is a long Bungie shot. is like, actually, guess what? He's not back. This is entirely Ikora losing her fucking mind. She's being corrupted yeah. by the darkness, finally. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, She's being fucked with. It's Savathun again. <laughs> God. But still, like, I, I, know, I know a lot of... She's in Savathun's remains. Yeah. I, the thing is, like... I know a lot of Hunter mains who are weirdly like into the idea of Cade and the character of Cade and like are legitimately, I don't know how much of it's an act sometimes, sad that Cade got killed. And you can't show this and then not bring him back. Um, as much <laughs> as I would fucking love it and it would be really ballsy. <laughs> It'd be super ballsy, but also like in my head, Ikora is so strong. Yeah. So for her of all of the characters to unravel and start to like yeah, be corrupted yeah, yeah, yeah. and lose that's, her mind. That's big. Yeah. That's huge. You know, she's unfaltering, she's powerful, she's stoic. And for her to be the person who loses her mind and starts to hallucinate Cade of all people, mm. I feel like that would be massive, you know? Yeah. And it's it's one of these things that like part of me was also like, like the whole point of without getting too much into it, the whole point of Swiss Army Man was Paul Dano's character breaking mentally because he was not processing the losses and everything in his life. That was a mental snap for him. So I'm like, like kind of in my head, it's doing that weird head cannon like leap where it's like. You don't see Aurora break, break ever, ever. No. We've, we've seen Mara break. We've, we've seen Zavala break a few times. We've seen Saint break. We've seen Osiris break. We've seen all of our major NPCs in some way have to process trauma. Aurora has always been the, let's just get, we'll get shit done. Yeah. And uh, they have to get it done 
and, and then like, like the closest Iron Man seeing her actually breaking with her. This and this is another thing that lends to their theory too. She's, she's the one, one who, who goes, it's over. Like, like, like go like, like, kiss your loved one. That, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is like, there have been a couple of moments where she's like spoken out of character in that way of like, normally yeah, she'd yeah. be like, hey, it's fine. We'll work through it. We'll figure it out. But that time she was like, fuck it. Like, go have a party or whatever. Go spend time with your loved yeah. ones. Yeah, and then it's like my brain is doing all the you know your brain does when you get a theory. You get a theory going. Yeah. Um, it connects all the dots, but it's like she's in this unknown place by herself. She's got all this pressure. She's the only person we haven't seen cry or break down or actively mourn the loss of someone. Um, she was she the first, first one, one when the witness entered the triangle just to be like, oh, fuck, oh, that's, that's, this is it, bye. Yeah. She's with Savathun's remains. remains. She's taking care of Savathun's remains. remains. We haven't heard from Umaru in a while. Yeah. Like, my brain is like, there's all these things that could lend to this just being a hallucination and Bungo is fucking with us. Yeah, Which, I, if it is, haha, get wrecked, Titans. I mean, hunters. hunters. Yeah, I, I also, <laughs> I, I would push back on that and say I think they know their their vocal community enough to know that a lot of shitheads are going to get really angry on the internet if they pull that, and they don't want to deal with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that I, makes for good, I'm, impactful, deep story writing if so, you break a character like that. I mean, you know this. I have long since disliked the character of Cade and actually thought it was a good idea that they killed him um, and was glad the way that they handled it and stuck to it. So that's why I'm so like skeptical about this choice is like, there's a way for them to make this work and for it to, because they're good at telling stories. They're good at like working these complex narratives. It also for me as well, like, even though I don't like the character, it's like, it's a meme at this point, but Mm. it also, undoes all the work and impactful growth that crow has done yes. because that's his sin being yes. undone exactly i had this conversation with someone today i was like look you could have had crow you could have had amanda resurrected as a guardian as your hunter vanguard bro if he comes back that means crow got dumped for nothing ha wrecked exactly. <laughs> um, <No. laughs> but, but like as much as i know you don't like crow like it would have actually been a really interesting character journey to see them develop him from this like timid uh self-conscious like angry person into this position of responsibility and ownership over an entire class of guardians right that would have been really fascinating to watch them like reconcile that character internally and move him forward in that way um amanda would have been a very easy fit of like boom guardian straight into being a hunter who gives a fuck um do some work there to like, you know, reconcile. Oh, Amanda died. This is someone else. Um, now that they're a guardian, but yeah, bringing K back. I don't know. I, I'm, I think I described it as like, I'm, I'm skeptically curious. Like, Mm. I don't think this is a good idea in terms of like narrative and character growth, but I think if anyone's able to navigate this, it's going to be them. Um, I just, yeah, it's, it's like, it's like a, a lot of uh, franchises in the last, I don't know, five years have like all diverted towards multiverse theory and like we're going to have 
infinite parallel timelines because then no one has to die because like, oops, we're just going to go tell a story over here now and we can just keep making money off of Spider-Man and Iron Man or whatever the fuck, even though they died in this storyline. It's like, it's the most deeply capitalistic bullshit of like, no, they're not dead. They're still a money-making machine. It's fine. Just keep the machine turning. Fuck you, Doctor Strange. You ruined everything. <laughs> but like, it's 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 just, it's boring. It's like, have have some courage to be like, this major character is gone. You need to deal with it and learn how to process grief. You can't just rely on them coming back just because they have plot armor or whatever the fuck. At the moment, from the two seconds we know, it does admittingly, like, it feels cheap. And I've seen some people on Twitter be like, hey, yeah, Cade was great, but, like, this feels cheap. Like, they're already starting to get a little bit of pushback. I will give Bungie benefit of the doubt, and we will obviously see. That's why I say skeptically Um, curious. Like, Kill him again. Kill him again. (laughs) Like, I'm not going to get tweet about it or anything, but, like, I'm going into it going, oh, I don't know about this. (laughs) Me on Twitter. Bring him back to kill again. Yes. You know. Put him in the box. And, like, it's it's easy to hate Cade because... He was introduced and he was brought in and he was written around the time that the loose cannon haha funny guy character was everywhere. Yeah, I just And I it was what was sold. It didn't it age was the, well. <laughs> yeah, it's like when he came in, it was obviously Nathan Fillion again, but Nathan Drake and like that loose cannon I, even like, to to a degree, Delson from Infamous Second Son, like Yeah. I also that, don't like think, haha. I don't think that character makes sense in the world of destiny, right? Like he's in charge of all hunters and is acting like a fuckwit, like have a little bit of responsibility for the possession. Like, yes, it works out in the end. And it's like, Oh, you had this grand plan. You never did. You were just being an idiot. And like, I guess to a degree as well, only because I know I, if I could be resurrected and live an unusually long life, I would be a fucking loose cannon. Yeah, that, that all, is true. All bets are off. Yeah. If you give someone like with, you'd be the Zavala and I'd be the Cade. Like, yeah, no, you've all given, bets you've... are off. Homie, I fell down the stairs and dissected an artery. If I was given resurrection and un- unlimited, like a long life, yeah. could you imagine how just fucking off chops I would be <laughs> as a guardian? Someone with a death wish and a martyr complex, giving them infinite lives, bad idea. Bro, but I'd be the, the in other... the trenches off tap on coke, Fuck. just fucking swinging a gun around, just like, yeah, let's go. The other, the Doesn't other... matter. The as other... long as my ghost is good, I'm good, homie. Like, Yeah, but his ghost is gone. Yeah, but like, I understand Cade's character to a degree. Uh-huh. I just honestly think that whole, like, fuck it, we're invincible, let's get it, could have been done a lot better. Yeah, that's fair. Um, the other thought I had at some point today was, like, we know the XOs can go through a reboot and, hit, like, is this Cade 7? Um, but th- the fact is he fully died. Like, <laughs> the yeah, XOs getting rebooted is, like, a choice they make. They push a button, right? It was a headshot. <laughs> yeah, dude is fully murked. <laughs> <laughs> that guy got scrambled no ghost by Aldrin. In brain. But then there's that part of my brain that is like, 
Well, I mean, they cut to black. They never showed us the shot. And the shot is very loosely talked but, about too. But they, but they did like show the image of like the light in his eyes going out. Yeah. But then was that him powering down for a reboot? Like that that to me is like if they're going to go that way with it, they're going to have to work pretty fucking hard for me to get it and be on board with it. It's like that yeah, feels a little true. that feels a little bit like a cheat. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't feel like, you know, when Dude, there was Petra. a panel. There was a panel at PAX Australia where they had a fucking funeral for Cade. What are you going <laughs> to say to those people? What are you going to say to them? Um, you know, it doesn't have quite the same energy as the um, not obscurity, but it, there was a long time where we didn't know who took the shot on Aldrin. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, it feel like the that. There, there wasn't just Aldrin and Cade in the room, right? We were there. Our character was and there. Petra. Petra, yes, that's right. And it, and it, there is that that conversation that went around for a while where it was like Mara being like, "Well, who took the shot? Mm. Like, who did it?" Um, it doesn't have that same weight. No. It doesn't. Does yeah. I'm going to give them benefit of the doubt. I trust that they know what they're doing. Yeah, that, that's ultimately where I've landed on this. I just wanted I to go through my entire day's processing with you here in the show. Love love if they just edged all of the Hunter's mains who made Cade their personality and just like, oops, it's a hallucination. We Swiss Army manned you. <laughs> or they bring him back just to fucking kill him again. <laughs> They bring him back, but he's in some weird, like, limbo purgatory situation. Yeah, he can't leave the undulating Travusi. He's stuck yeah. in purgatory. Yeah. I think um, actually, was I think it might have been you or or someone else I was talking to, was like, because of where that triangle in the sky is, um, is it implying that they're actually inside the Traveller? That's what I put in our spoiler channel, where I was like, the Travusi's in the sky, so does that mean they're in, like, yeah, I, the triangle, whatever I, that means. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think that is what yeah. we're seeing, because we still don't know if the witness created that portal to get inside the traveler, or he was they. Sorry, they were using the power of the traveler to create a portal somewhere yeah. else. My my, we read, don't know. My read like, on they, it is the latter. Like it's a portal to somewhere, but it's not inside the traveler. Yeah. But we also have no fucking idea what is the Traveller or what's inside it. Yeah. So it's like, we still don't know what that portal is. No. It being there might not mean they went through. That could be Earth. That could be somewhere on Earth. Like, yeah. And Cade's yeah. just been in hiding for fucking yeah, five I, years. I think because of what Cade says, wherever here is, that leads me to believe they're on the other side of that portal and somehow Ikora found a way through it. Yeah. Which I could see her doing that, to be honest. Well, she's got the hidden. She's got Savathun's body. Yeah. Well, it's more that like she's got Ikora a wealth is good of at knowledge. Ikora is very good at figuring out space magic shit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, then it is that question of like, how did Kate get there? How is he still alive? Is he alive? Is there some other state of being? What the fuck is happening? There's so many questions. He's a ghost. Um, An actual ghost. But August twenty second is when we're getting the next Destiny showcase, which is typically like what forty five minutes to an hour or something. Yeah. Um, so that is, I assume, where we will find out a little bit more about the final shape and whatever this means. Um, 
I have a hospital appointment the next day. I could stay up late and, late and watch it in real time because I didn't yeah. have work. So you're like 1 a.m. for us. Um, the other thought I had, thinking back to the last like one or two of these sort of videos, it's usually let's talk about the next expansion and then occasionally they're like, here's a little bit of what's coming after that. We know that Final Shape is the last part of the Light and Dark Saga. I would take a risky bet that they are going to talk about even just mention the something future, the about future what is of destiny, that, right? Because they have already said there will be more destiny to after that, or more destiny after that, whatever way that looks. Um, so I wonder if they tease something, but I, but you could, I don't know what you would tease that doesn't give away the ending of the final shape. Mm. You're right. Like other than, it really depends what they're willing to say about the final shape in August. <laughs> like, do they just kind of say, here is what that image is actually depicting, and that is a kind of a hint to some stuff? I, who fucking knows at this point? Marathon, baby! <laughs> well, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, this video was like 90 seconds and has consumed most of my thoughts for the entire day. Uh yeah. Good job, Bungie, I guess, for pulling that one on me. Um, marathon. Marathon, baby. I never played Marathon, but I know people so I, are excited, so I'm excited for I them. I kind of <laughs> did. Um, this was back when I was a kid. We had like a Mac desktop computer. Remember the ones that were like kind of shaped like an egg and they had like translucent plastic and they came in like yes. different colored options? We had the orange one. Um, and I and this was like back in the day of shareware games. And I don't know what form we had it in or where it came from. But I remember playing some aspect of a marathon game on that Macintosh computer. Um, I could be misremembering this. It was fucking ages ago. We also had a Windows PC at some point. Um, but it, it also might have come off a demo disc. Who knows? Um, but yeah, it, it's of course like, it's a precursor, that trilogy is a precursor to Halo and to an extent Destiny, like you can see references to Marathon and basically everything Bungie's ever done, even just little icons and apparently even down to the name Mida, like that is showing up in new Marathon promo shit. Um, that and a lot of the, uh, Braytech and Ishtar collective aesthetic looks like the Marathon. Yeah aesthetic too yeah and there's like weapons from marathon that basically look identical to weapons that showed up in the first halo um just very very good shit um and there was actually there was some armor sets in the 30th anniversary stuff that they did with destiny that are based on marathon armor um so you can go look look at that now um but that original trilogy it turns out you can just go and find it on the internet they released it in like a very open permissible license that you can just download it and play it right now you can go play the original marathon but what this new marathon is is not a sequel or any or like even just a because that was just like a first person shooter action game this is a pvp extraction shooter which as far as i understand it is like you load into a map try and grab some loot and then get out it's a pretty loose genre. It's only kind of formed in the last few I mean, years, right? Arkov is yeah. like one example I can think of. Yeah. Um, but they've said like, yeah, it's not a follow-on from any of the previous games. It is set in the same universe. 
But man, if this isn't some of the tightest aesthetic I've ever seen in my life. It's so nice. How do you make sci-fi look like this? It's so nice. It is. They described it in this VDoc that came out today as like graphic realism, but it's like this very clean, uh, like flat color palette, uh, like almost uh, like clinical uh, pristine, like science fiction, clean surface aesthetic. It's almost like to to a degree, it's like the the kind of like antithesis of the sci-fi they went with for Bungie, which yeah. is uh, for Destiny, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is like it's still gritty and it's rebuilt from a broken civilization. So, of course, we're not going to be at the point, well, obviously, other than Braytech, mm. we're not going to be at the point where it's clean and smooth and clinical yeah. and what you think of when you think of sci-fi, it's more of like a Blade Runner, gritty, post-apocalyptic. Dude, there, was, there was this one it's shot. Akira, like... It's futuristic, but it's still very broken. And Yeah, there was this one shot in that like teaser they put out where it was, like, it was a clear pipe and then this like blue viscous liquid came through it. And the way that that looked just like did something to my brain. I was like, no, what is this? I need to know more about this blue liquid. But it's just the Ooh, way it was. The blue juice. Shout out to the blue flavor. The way it's rendered is just so clean. It looks so good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it so the there was a there was actually like an ARG that took place today and I only know it because I saw Mylan tweet about it. It was a live YouTube video from the Marathon YouTube account which was registered about a week ago. Um and it it was like a semi-interactive thing. There was a counter on the bottom that had like a number out of 7777 because Bungie loves sevens. Um, and the number of viewers is what t- was ticking that number up. And once it hit 7,777, it instantly redirected you to a different video on YouTube, which was a, like, I think 10-minute VDoc on what their vision is for Marathon. But when you got redirected, it was like, this video is going to premiere in 10 minutes. It might have been the video itself might have been less than ten minutes, but it was very fucking slick. Of like, oh, I'm just going to go look at this, and then I I like had it on the background while I was working, and then it it ticked over, and I was like, all right, what's happening? And then it redirected. I was like, oh, this is actually sick as hell. Um, but it's a typical thing we've seen with a lot of like recent Destiny V docs of like bunch of devs in a room talking about the game, showing clips of them working, not showing gameplay. It's a lot of just like here's the tone, here's kind of the high level vision. Um, the aesthetic is very much like that clean cyberpunk kind of vibe. The characters that you're playing, they refer to as runners who are these like cybernetic kind of people. Um, yeah, they're talking about it. It like, I can already hear parallels to systems that exist. They're talking about like, uh, prime artifacts or prime keys or something that you're unlocking. And there's, there's, there's loot tiers and colors and whatever, but there was this this concept that they were talking about of like they show this giant map and like you might be the world's first player to unlock the next part of the map and then there's some other challenge you have to hit to unlock it for everybody else and like you will go on a leaderboard somewhere and everyone will know your name for doing that and it's like okay I'm I've never been interested in an extraction shooter before but this one looks so sick and we know how good bungee gun players that I mean I'm gonna fucking try this 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be fun for the homies. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'd go watch that Vidoc. Um, there's not a lot to it. They basically said like, and now we're going to go dark, but the next time you'll hear from us, we'll show gameplay. But they haven't said anything about dates of any kind. Yeah. Wild. I know yeah. people were very excited, and I'm very excited for them. Yes. Yes. Um, whether or not you played the original uh, marathon games, this one, whatever this game is, it's intriguing. It looks great. They're, they're like, it, the, I know we haven't seen gameplay, so I don't know how the game looks, but the cinematics and shit they've shown look incredible. Very clean, yeah. Um, I feel like it's going to be really good in the fact that it's going to draw in people who like the marathon series. Mm. And then because it is a clean, uh, clean extraction style shooter with bungee gunplay, I feel like that's going to bring a lot of people in too. You're going to get a good yeah. mix of Destiny fans, marathon fans, mm. extraction players. Yeah. They hit on, in that VDOC, they hit on a bunch of talk about like, character customization so it leads me to think that like they're going to have a better character customization tool than what fucking destiny has of like mm. you can make this look literally how you want it versus the like six options we give you as a standing set um and yeah the classic thing of like all the armor and the guns and you can unlock this and that and like yeah cool we know how loot systems work um but yeah, the, the the talk was kind of like as you're going around the different sections of this map as they're unlocked, like you do a run, you're trying to get pieces of a key or a relic or whatever term they used um, and you want to get out with the full one and maybe you've got three out of four and you know that if you push into the next room, there's another team, but the last bit you need is in there. That, that kind of classic risk-reward uh, extraction shooter loop. Um, so yeah, it's... Oh, that that trailer just—I don't know—it it, it knocked me for a loop. I—I I'm, I'm, I was not expecting anything marathon. Um, I think there's been some leaks and rumors about it for a while, but I was not expecting them to do this. If yeah. anything, I was like, maybe they remake one of the original games or the trilogy, or they do something in that kind of style, but it's just something different entirely. And like the the teasers dropped it a really, and that might be like a. Without malicious, I'm not implying malicious intent when I say this, but it might have been just a really good opportune time to drop the teaser, or especially when it comes to at the moment the very heated discussions around Tarkov, because Tarkov has a very big cheater problem. Oh, okay. And I, it's I, so I don't follow any of that. A lot of a lot of their player base is just abandoning the game because right. the cheating problem has gotten so bad and the bot problem has gotten so bad mm. that there are a lot of Tarkov players who are just like, this game's unplayable. I can't play it right. anymore. Yeah. So for Bungie to be like, hold on to your butts because yeah. we're also making an, an extraction style game. So here's, here's something else that was really funny. In that VDoc, they said this game will have dedicated servers. You know, it doesn't have PvP dedicated servers and people wish it did. Fucking Destiny. Um, yeah. <laughs> They talked about like dedicated servers, uh, disconnect, uh, like recovery and some other like very important PVP uh, notes. Maybe that means at some point they roll that kind of tech into Destiny. Maybe. Who knows? Um, all we know is working on Destiny has always been very complicated and this is a new thing. Um, so yeah. maybe it's easy to do that when you're starting something from scratch. It's easy to hit your wish list when yeah. you're yeah, building from the ground up. Um, but it's also very interesting that like, and this I think 
is the first major sign that Bungie being acquired by Sony is not going to hurt exclusivity or anything, right? Like, they are releasing this game, PC, PlayStation, Xbox, cross-play, cross-save, everything, day one. Uh, I think when Sony bought Bungie, a lot of people were quick to be like, oh, that means everything they do from now is going to be exclusive. And it's like, well, no, they've actually retained a lot of independence, and this is a good sign of that. It's a whole new fucking game, and they're going, no, no, everyone gets this, it's fine. Yeah, I feel like a lot of that comes from... It, it, um, it has happened with the PlayStation exclusive strikes. It has, but at the same time, it's like a lot of people... I see a lot of people use Bloodborne as an example, mm. but it's like, no, PlayStation bought that specific IP to be a yeah. PlayStation exclusive. They didn't buy FromSoft and then go every Soulsborne game from here on out is only going to be on PlayStation. They said, we're going to have this special little yeah. self-contained piece of, it's not even a piece of, like, let's be honest, it's not even a piece of Dark Souls lore. It's it's like Elden Ring. It's its, its own little contained thing. It's mm. But I saw people try and make one-to-one -one comparisons when the deal went through, and I was like, no, but Bloodborne's its own little yeah. nugget. Like, it is its own little, it's not tied to, Dark Souls or Demon Souls in any way. And then Elden Ring came out and it is cross-platform. And it was everywhere. Like, yeah. Fucking chill. Um, and then people made the Kojima Productions comparison, but it was like Koji and PlayStation always made it clear from day one that it would eventually end up on PC. Like that was a clear conversation from day one. They were like, it is starting on the PS4 and we will port it to the PSC yeah. a PC eventually. It's just, it's a lot more complicated to make a game of this size on PC. Yeah, like, actually, like, very quick sidebar on that. Very funny that they announced a Metal Gear Solid 3 remake Konami did, and then Kojima is out there, like, tweeting pictures of the dinner he's eating. Just, like, unbothered. Um, unbothered. He's yeah. got DS2 on the way. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, a lot of people are like, yeah, this is sick. It's like, dude, Kojima's not involved. They're just, like making money off some shit they're just remaking, they're remaking it to, get, it. Money, to yeah. get money like no one no don't, i don't i don't care and personally also because of the way that they treated kojima half the voice actors from the original game are going to be in the project right anyway um that's pretty funny yes and i think uh no i'm never mind i had a thought it's gone doesn't matter marathon uh marathon is baby <laughs> I'm just excited to see what this is. Like, it's been a long time since Bungie's put out a new game. The last one was Destiny 1. Um, <laughs> like, a brand new thing. Like, even though Marathon's a pre-existing franchise, it's it's still... I think this is a big enough departure from what those games were to be like... I mean, this game's getting built from scratch. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be uh, a while away from, <laughs> from what I'm seeing. Um... But yeah, marathon. What a thing. Um, some other, I don't know, little little potpourri for the end. Um, one of my favorite things to do in Destiny, when a new season drops, I like to go look at the store. Not because I want to go buy a bunch of shit, because there's usually a bunch of, I don't know, emotes, armor sets, uh, ornaments. They could be kind of fun. Um, for example, I quite like Harder Than Most Light as a Titan exotic. 
there is now an ornament for Titan Arms that matches that. You know, they do the pairing and the the effects kind of kind of stack. So I've done I've done some build crafting in the last day to like make a build and save it to loadouts with that. Um, same thing with Eternal Warrior, the dumb stone helmet. Like I've now got a build that kind of works with that and it doesn't look totally shit. I wish the helmet looked better, but it kind of all works. Um, but, and I say this as someone who is not yet an Australian citizen, but is trying to become one this year. Uh, and also in the week that we have lost one Tina Turner from this mortal coil, there is now a nutbush emote. And it is referred to as, I think, Down Under Dance. How the fuck is that this the way I found out Tina Turner died? How the <laughs> was, fuck is this dude, the way I just like, found that out? It was like in the last 24 hours, I feel like. <laughs> How the fuck is this podcast the way I just found out Tina Turner died? That's why I like pulled away from the microphone and looked at the roof for a second. I was like, wait, what? What the fuck? I'm sorry to have to break it to you. I know Rolf Harris because I'm celebrating. Guy's a freak. But like... <laughs> oh my god. I just wrote Tina Turner dead, but I spelt it Tina Turner D-E-D. <laughs> Tina Turner dead. What the... How the... How the... <laughs> how the fuck is this how I found out? <laughs> What the fuck? That is the longest, wildest lead up to you finding out. How <laughs> the actual fuck? Oh, oh, that explains why she was being played on the radio so much today. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't be laughing, but how the fuck is this podcast how I found I out? I was trying to make a joke about there being a nutbush emote in Destiny 2. <laughs> So my work just has like in in Australia we have I don't know if it's the same for you in Victoria but we have like an oldies channel called Triple M. What? Oh, you mean the radio station? The radio, yeah, it's called Triple M. Okay, right? yeah, it rings a bell. And all they were playing today was Tina Turner. And, and you didn't think to interrogate that a little what? bit? <laughs> no, I was just like, oh, Tina Turner on today. Oh, it must be a birthday. Ooh. Mad Max, woo! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so she's dead. <laughs> Let's establish that. Let's get okay with that. <laughs> it's a good thing I'm not like deeply invested in Tina Turner because that would have been a real weird episode Shut if I the just podcast off. Out. <laughs> what the fuck is this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. not even. It's not even like you caught a stray or an errant tweet. It's like I just said it as a passing thing, making Andy, a joke about an emotion. I'm so glad you caught my reaction in real time too, because you said that and my body just went into autopilot. I think I just, <laughs> what? Like wait, what? <laughs> like my brain processed it and my body like locked Holy up. Fuck. I was like. Huh? <laughs> Like I looked up at the sky, like Tina. Since uh, when, Tina? <laughs> uh, Since when? <laughs> anyway, speaking of Tina, so pour some out for the homie. I mean, I have been. Um, so yes, there is now, and I the time the timing is so wild of like. 
this season is, I don't know, a day and a half old, and they released a Nutbush dance emote to go with the song Nutbush City Limits, if you're not from Australia, apparently during the 90s, every fucking kid in school was taught a line dance to go with this song. Yeah. And the way we were... so Like, can you... Okay, you're not from here. Can you explain this shit to me? Because, like, I've gone to events where it has happened and I have been looked at like I'm expected to know the dance and then people have had to try to teach it to me. So we were taught the nutbush like it was the Macarena or what okay, was yeah, the other I was thing? taught the Macarena in school. The catch-up song or um, that S Club 7, like, dance to the Boots Scootin' Baby song or whatever. That's, like, that's we were, 5, 6, 7, 8 by Steps, but thank yeah, you. I don't care. I'm doing that thing where it's you correct white, me and I'm like, watch white, me care, homie. white people music, yeah. I don't fucking care. <laughs> I used to listen to Gorillas and MF Doom. You still like, do. It's not used to. You still do. Kid, like, I'm not. I don't want to be the. I was a weird kid, but like, yeah, I was a fucking a weird, weird kid. kid. Yeah. Um, we were just taught that like it was a universal thing. Like it was a national anthem. Like you had to know it. No, like That's the Americans and English people and everyone knew this dance. It was not until okay, I was a whole ass... it didn't make its way to New Zealand, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> it was not until I was a whole ass woman and the great debate of the nutbush in 2019 happened where some like content... Not even a content creator. Okay. What? So, <laughs> pre-pandemic... debate? Pre-pandemic, I forgot who it is. It might have been an actor or someone was just like, hey, yo, a mate of mine is getting married to an Australian woman. They're having a wedding in Australia. What the fuck is this? And then posted a video of the wedding party doing the nutbush. Exactly. Just to, what the actual fuck is this? Yeah. And Australians are being like, it's the nutbush? Yeah. You uncultured swine. And a whole bunch of people chiming in from other countries being like, no, we know the song. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> this is not what you do And I song. think simultaneously a bunch of Australians, especially millennials, learnt that this is not the thing we – This, is not, this is not the Macarena. It's not a universally accepted dance. Nuh-uh. It's not the catch-up song. It's – just this fucking thing, Australia just went, yeah, we do that now. Yeah, th- so, like, the thing with the Macarena and the ketchup song is, like, the music and the music video gave you the dance. Yeah. This is just a thing Australian culture decided was what you do when Tina Turner's song Nutbush City Limits plays. Yeah. But also, <laughs> how the fuck <laughs> do we invent that dance to an autobio- like an autobiographical track where she's talking about growing up in buttfuck nowhere, Tennessee. I mean, to be fair, Australia is buttfuck nowhere. But like, so the nutbush is like Australians think line dancing is. Yeah. It's not line dancing. No, I I've heard so many Australians call it line dancing. I'm like, bro, have you seen line dancing? Yeah, no, I, I say that as a derogatory reference of like, they, yeah. they would think this is. Um, but I, I remember in school being taught line dancing routines and being like, yeah, this is, this is how it work. Fuck. And then I did the nutbush out of thing trying to figure it out. And I was like, no, this sucks actually. 
But yeah. in, in July, I will be eligible for Australian citizenship. And I am now worried that I will have to learn. And Bush is part properly. of the test. Yeah. My Australian partner has just walked in and is laughing at me. Uh, <laughs> that's that's great for me. I'm going to have to have that conversation later. You're about to learn the nut <laughs> No, she's tried to teach me. It, but it's been like, we've been together like five and something years. And she's tried to teach it to me twice within that time. And that's the wild thing, right? It doesn't come so- up that often. A bunch of us started doing the nut bush in the enter shikari pit, remember? And you were just like, what the fuck are y'all doing? No, my reaction was, oh, not this again. <laughs> the Finnish kid knows how to nut bush. Why don't I? Imagine, no, imagine being enter shikari. They're like, we've come to Australia and suddenly they're all line dancing to rabble rouser. What the fuck is happening? They'd be used to it. Yeah, they probably. build human pyramids and rowing boats and conga lines and yeah, to wild be fair, shit happens. Ro Reynolds it's... stood up on a wheelie bin and started saying, <sighs> Best day of my life. Yeah, he touches <laughs> ankle. Um, but yes, this, this is also like, obviously this next part is because Tina Turner has passed, but there was a conversation in Slack at work about the nutbush and like, let's get everyone in the company to do it. And it was just like, then the conversation started of like, there's a lot of people that work where I work that are not from Australia being like, this is dumb. What is wrong with you all? On behalf of everyone, I'd like to apologize because apparently the nut bush originated in Queensland. Sorry. Yeah, but you're not from there. You just live there. <laughs> Sorry. It feels very Queensland, if I'm honest. Like if anywhere is gonna country, yeah. if anywhere in Australia is going to introduce something nationally that feels like it belongs in like rural Texas, it's gonna be Queensland. It's gonna be Australia's Florida. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the armpit of regression. <sighs> so yes, there is now an emote in Destiny 2 that will look, you, if you're not in Australia and you're wondering what the fuck we're talking about. Go and look at the Down Under Dance, I believe it's called, in the Destiny yeah. store right now. Um, that emote is basically what the Nutbush dance is in Australia. Or you can just only, look it up on YouTube. I felt like it was only a matter of time because, you know, we've got Crocodile Dundee references and stuff like that. Mm. So I was like, eventually something like that is going to make its way in. But it's just, it's it's what, like... Harry bread emote. The, the timing... <laughs> Is interesting because there's part of me that's like, there's no way they could have known this season only just started. And also it takes them a while to produce an emote. Those things are delicate animations. And she literally died the day it dropped. I know. So. Like what? Okay. Thanks, like Nina, the other thing is like, what, what prompted Thanks, them to put Nick. it in there in the first place? Because it's not really relevant to the season. Why Thanks, is it there? Babe. Thanks for the cool emote, babe. Like, what are we She's doing? in the system. She's become part of the man yeah. frame. Um, okay. That aside, let's just put a pin in all of that. There is also <laughs> some other very good emotes. Now, if you remember back in the helm, there used to be what we referred to as the hot tub. Um, this is going back yeah. a while, but there used to be that, that big like circle in the middle where you yeah. would go and focus engrams, right? It was like yeah. a big glowy orange thing in the middle. There is now Ingram an emote. Man. There is now an emote called like Kitty Pool, and it is like a multiplayer emote where it makes the multicolored like paddling pool, and you're all sitting in it. Hot tub with the homies. Hot tub with the homies. Best day of my life. We can make boy soup for real. (laughs) I'm a little boy stew. Uh, Yeah, there there are some other ones in there, but those those two are the ones I, I thought worth mentioning here on this show. 
because they're relevant to our interests. But uh, yeah, there are some good emotes and some new finishes that are kind of fun. Um, I didn't check. The, uh, I quickly checked the store and then I saw the armor set, uh, the ornaments that you can buy, and the warlock has a scaly Hana mask. Yeah. Well, they've, oh, they've also, there's also armor ornament sets in there that are part of like a PlayStation collaboration. So for Titans, you can get an armor set that makes you, that is like reminiscent of God of War. Um, and I think there's maybe the Hunter one is like Assassin's Creed-ish or Ghost and of Tsushima uh, is in there. I don't know. The Warlock is the Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, yeah some, some, um, cool, some cool stuff in there. It's scary. Yeah. I don't like it. It's a little scary. Yeah. I will buy it because it is scary, but I don't like it. I don't yeah. want to look at it. Um, should also say that the, the weapons for this season, just the seasonal weapons they're all like taken yeah but they're like they're the first set of weapons i think to have like ambient visual effects applied to them there was one of the like bungee artists tweeting about it like we've never done this shit before and here's a whole set of them and that shit is rad i noticed that in the trailer and i was like i really hope these are taken weapons because i really love the aesthetic of like i want to go put a fucking nordic spin on it i nearly said torn Mm -hmm. torn and whisper and stuff like that i really like that aesthetic and i've always we've always talked about this on and off i don't know if we've ever mentioned it on the podcast but like not just you and i but with some other people in our team have been like man taken like taken armor would be Mm. so dope yeah and so like the that ornament that i spoke about for heart of inmost light it is made to pair with the ornament for that chess piece that makes it look like taken shit is kind of coming up through it um and when you apply shaders to that it can get real spooky of like it's basically black armor but the stuff coming out of it is like this deep red glow and with mm-hmm. one shader it's just yeah it looks very good man i want warlocks to get cool taken essence stuff yeah or just play a titan <laughs> mm-hmm. i have a titan unfortunately i have not used him in quite a while yeah it was like me with my hunter and my warlock. Like literally 100% of my playtime last season was Titan. Um, but then at the mm-hmm. end of the season, I went through and claimed all the rewards off the season pass. And then it just like boosted my power level up a huge amount because I got my, my Titan to pinnacle cap. So it was just like every bit I grabbed just pushed it up further. Um, and I think, let me have a look. My hunter is now sitting at uh, like the armor pieces are 50 to 60 below um so there's there's some work to do there but 1750 when 1810 is the power cap that wouldn't take much to get up i would just have to play them and i don't have that kind of time especially when diablo 4 is dropping in like a week and a half and i'm going to new zealand in less than two weeks uh so that's fun um but yeah season of the deep Season of the deep. Oh, I need to like decompress after the last ten minutes. <laughs> My face hurts Still from laughing. I can't believe that's how I found out. What me, the fuck? <laughs> me neither. Me neither. If I'm being honest. All I've seen is Rolf Harris died and people being like, "Yes, sick, dinky weird old man, goodbye." Get him out of here. Um, um. <laughs> seen it down there though. Pulling out for a debt for a real one. You need to clip the moment that you you can watch oh, me in real time. Be yeah, like, no, what I, the I mean, fuck? 
it's, it's worth noting of the like 60 something episodes we've done i still have all of the source recording videos like i've got everything <laughs> like a 16 terabyte nas drive sitting in a cupboard it's fine i've got it <laughs> <laughs> it's just just YouTube short of me fucking re- realizing Tina Turner's dead. Yeah, I'm just uh, gonna clip your reaction and like chop it up, put put like wacky sound effects on it, make it like a Vine compilation. Just the buffering, the pause <laughs> of my face, and the buffering wheel as you watch me like connect the dots. Yeah, yeah, just huh? <laughs> ah, <laughs> exactly. Just while you're trying to process. Um, all right, let's get out of here. That is yeah. A I've lot. got some mourning to do. Apparently, <laughs> Why are we we, still just just for context, if anyone gets upset, we're not laughing at the fact Tina Turner is dead. We're laughing at the fact that a fucking podcast about Destiny Two is how I found out. No, not only that, me telling a story about an emote based on a very weird Australian application of Tina Turner's music. Niche Australian cultural. Yeah. Um, And in the lead up to me mentioning that, me mentioning offhandedly, assuming you'd (laughs) already heard. That's a passing comment. Because I assumed you'd already heard. (laughs) (laughs) You're more online than I am, and I heard about it. Three different ways. Anyway, (laughs) let's get out of here. Uh, I'm going to go see if I can find a dance chart for the Nutbush City Limits Australia style. Because um, I assume it's on the citizenship test. Whether or not I have to perform it physically, I'm not sure. Uh, I will have to learn the national anthem. I think I'm at like 90% complete on that. Um, not sure I can do it from memory. All I know is it has the word Gert in it. It does have the word Gert in it. Gert. Our home is Gert by sea. And uh, you you add the word Gert to the Australian national anthem and we have the worst accent ever, so it's not Gert, it's Gert. Gert. Gert by sea. <laughs> Our home is Gert by sea. I'm not here to embrace arachnids, mate. <laughs> All right, this has been Erico Blueberry, episode 60 fucking something, I don't know, I'm not your dad. Um, we'll see you next time for more of this. Uh, please do the usual, like and subscribe, tell a friend, leave a comment. Um, what else? Get into Season of the Deep. Get wet with it. Get spooky. Get, deep, get wet. Uh, get wet, stay wet, I like to say. <gasps> season of the Deep is going to overlap with Festival of the Lost, right? Yeah. No. Wait. May, yes. June, Ju- yeah, May, June, July, August kind of time frame. Damn it. Festival of the Lost, Dawning, the fucking Guardian Games, and what's the other one? Why am I bad at this? Crimbo. What? Sol- Solstice? Solstice, yeah. Solstice. Um... It's either Solstice or Festival of the Lost. I think it might be Solstice because it's coming into summer for the US. And Damn that's when I think Solstice is. I was hoping it was Festival of the Lost because then we could be wet and spooky. Yes. I mean, we could be wet and spooky anyway, but it won't be dictated by Destiny and their seasonal content release. Um, we'll see you next time. Play Destiny. Tell a friend about Destiny or this show. Dealer's choice.
Thea. Still in shock. <laughs> Not Bush City limits. Dead ass. No idea she died. <laughs> I'm so sorry to be the one to tell you. <laughs> Don't care. So funny. <laughs> Snap back. I was like, what? <laughs> like, my brain was like, huh? Fucking whiplash, my guy.